My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. I used to offer friends rides to the airport just so I could play my music for them because I was so desperate for anyone to listen to my music. So if people are voluntarily listening and then writing negative reviews, I'm just like, oh my God, I didn't have to go to the airport for this. <laughs> That's Matt Farley. And if you've listened to our show before, you might not know it, but you've heard him sing. He's the one who made our theme song. But you've actually been missing out on the other half of that song. If you've wanted yet feared to do work that is weird, this is the show you just need to hear, where it is revealed how people got into a field that very much appealed to them, you know, following your passion and all that, you know, blazing your own trail. They finished with success because they kept on trying each time they failed. Let's listen to them speak about their jobs, which are quite unique. Weird work. Matt isn't a regular musician. Matt just might be the most prolific musician to have ever lived. He sings about everything. Apologies, old people, poop, conspiracy theories. He has a few albums where he just sings people's names over and over again. When Matt's not recording thousands of songs, he makes movies, podcasts, and a whole lot more. My producers and I visited Matt on the North Shore of Massachusetts, my home turf, and we went down to his basement studio to talk about his work. All right, we good? Yeah. All right, let's get into this. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Matt, first question. Yes. How many songs do you think you've produced at this point? Um, I've released 18,729, 28, 18,728. Yeah. Over how long a period? Um, I started releasing stuff in 2004, but the bulk of it has been since 07, 08, uh, you know, like 17,000 of them at least since, since then. Yeah. So who helps you make these songs? What's your team look like? I mean, it's, the songs are mostly me. Just every once in a while, I'll kind of um, bring back friends from high school and college and be like, all right, guys, we're making an album, you know, and uh, and they're always, they always comply, which is great, you know, they're just like, like, okay, I can't collaborate with anyone that I've haven't known like 25 years for some reason you know it's a bare it's, just... it's a bare minimum <laughs> of, of like a, a short lifetime yeah yeah because it's like um a, a shorthand that you develop you know what i mean yeah and it's real hard to try to create something with someone you're not super comfortable with and friends and family for the movies there's a guy charlie roxburg from connecticut um we went to college together and uh we make the movies every few years we would do it all the time but um 
it's expensive and time consuming. You know, the reviews are usually negative. <laughs> do you do you get a lot of hate on the internet for your movies? Uh, most people don't care enough to give us hate. <laughs> yeah, but just the reviews are just like, do they know how bad they are? And we're like, yeah, we know. It's half the fun, you know? Well, yeah, I've done a couple of these interviews now, and I've learned, like, the internet's generally a horrible place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get sad for a minute, but then it's like, hey, someone's talking about us. This is amazing. I used to I used to offer friends rides to the airport just so I could play my music for them because I was so desperate for anyone to listen to my music. So if people are voluntarily listening and then writing negative reviews, I'm just like, oh, my God, I didn't have to go to the airport for this. <laughs> <laughs> it saved one trip to the yes. airport. Did you get any negative reviews on the way to the airport? Oh yeah. Sometimes they would turn it down. They would they just they, they without even thinking, they would just reach to the knob and turn it down and just my heart would sink. Would you tell them it's you or Oh you... they knew. Of course they knew. Yeah. It's part of the deal. <laughs> so let's let's get into the into the music a little bit more. What does your day look like? Uh the days that I make music, yeah, I'm usually down here. Right, give or take, 8 a.m. If I have custom songs to do, I'll, I'll do those. And if I don't, then I'll work on, on an album. I'm currently working on a congratulations album that each song commemorates a life event. So I did, like, congratulations on being born, congratulations on your first step, first words. So I have this list here I'm just going to work on. Going out on a date, making the team, potty trained. Getting married, getting divorced, getting married again. <laughs> so each each one of those is a unique song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> I I just I just want to imagine someone on Spotify being like, "Wait, I can't believe someone bothered to do this." And each song is is an actual song. So how long does it take to write one of these songs? Uh, between between ten minutes and, and an hour and a half, depending on. How involved, you know, are we, am I going to have backing vocals? Am I going to have, you know, multiple instruments, etc.? And, uh, like, I, I try to push myself. It's like, come on, add drums to this track. But sometimes I'm just like, all right. Just getting married for the second time, uh, th that doesn't deserve drums, you know? <laughs> getting married for the first time, sick drum beat. <laughs> getting married the second time, Sorry. it's just a lonely piano beat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we already gave you presents the first time, you know? less exciting congratulations <laughs> songs so like what are some of the other categories of songs that you've made other categories uh, songs about food songs about animals name songs i have one artist called the guy who sings your name over and over again 1800 names that i just sat here i would just press the button it's the same music track for that one bobby 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 you know sing that for a minute and 10 seconds and then move on to the next one and just say, what? I'm, I'm barely successful now. Like I was doing this. I still had the day job, you know, people would say like, do you want to um, come to the movies with us? And I'd be like, no, I'm going to sit at home and sing Bobby's name over and over again. You know? So you really question, uh, what are you doing with your life when, or at least I do when I was down there. So yeah, name songs and you know, poop is by far the most popular. That's the most lucrative uh, one. I have two poop artists. I have the toilet bowl cleaners, and I also have the odd man who sings about poop, puke, and pee. They're fighting against each other for the poop song market, but the beauty is I'm both of them, so I win either way. Okay, so you have multiple 
bands. Yes. Or multiple suited. Uh, yes. Yeah. How Se- many roughly do you think you have? Like 70, 72 ish. I didn't. Ca- I haven't counted recently, but yeah. You have about okay, and and they get into beef with each other. They have beefs with. I mean, they compete. I have two birthday bands. They they you know, it's it's, fu- it's just it's just funny to like when you hear about corporations that do that. You know, they have like the same parent company owns you know two two competing uh, products it's just funny to to do that on this like insane micro scale but yeah they have beefs with each other they have beefs with Motor Media too because uh, I push them so hard that they usually break <laughs> so you're like the you're like the evil record label sometimes yeah. as well uh, the singing animal lover he he snapped at one point and put out a whole album in which he criticized me throughout the most of the album and I'm down here singing these songs where I'm saying bad things about me and laughing so hard. And, and also, who's going to listen? Why am I doing this? Who is gonna, who's going to listen to this? So now, and of course, because I don't use my own name, if you search Matt Farley, one of the only things that comes up is a song called Matt Farley's a Thief and a Liar and a Jerk. And it's me as a singing animal lover singing about Matt Farley. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you you do derive a decent amount of amusement out of these songs yourself. Oh yeah, I love it. I love it. So yeah. So when people say I'm a, a, a heartless spam artist, I'm like, nobody would do this if they didn't love it so much. I love it so much. I'm having the time of my life. I think I'm creating like brilliant art, you know. And then there's a a recent headline was. Uh, this man is cheating the system with my picture under the headline. I was like, what? What are you talking about? I'm, I'm a genius. Why do people think you're cheating the system? And what system are you cheating? They think I'm cheating the streaming system by making lots of songs that earn me money. But it's like, <laughs> look, you only think it's cheating if your concept of creativity is, is very um, narrow. You know, most people just think, Oh, a songwriter goes off into the fields, you know, and is uh, inspired by by the nature and spends months like slaving over like, every oh crafting the melody and the lyrics. And in reality, they're just hanging out, you know. And then they then they spend like they're only spending if I don't know I don't know how much time Bob Dylan spends on them, but frankly. I, I think you can just just write them, just just write it, just force yourself to write is my my approach. But um, it, that kills the myth. So when you hear that, people say, "Well, it can't possibly be good." And then if they dig deep enough into my my archives, they'll find plenty of bad songs that reinforce their <laughs> those beliefs. <laughs> so people are just like upset about the volume of music you're creating, not like how much. Yeah. Or how much time you're spending on it, or right. are, they, are they listening to the songs, or they're just like this dude produces a shit ton of songs. Therefore, it must be bad. Therefore, it's got to be crap. Songs. And then they play the song where I sing Bobby over and over again, and they're like, "Well, clearly this guy <laughs> is not an artist." And it's like, "Well, you can sing Bobby over and over again, and you can also write like uh, a good love song." You know? Are there songs that you're like particularly proud of? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a. I had a whole band called Moe's Haven. It was me and my friend Tom, Tom Scalzo from, from college. And uh, we put out 25 albums. And we, we, we thought and think we're as good as Van Morrison and Bob Dylan writing these great, great songs. You know? But then we'd get a little, um, get a little silly, you know, because we were big into marathon recording sessions. Let's, let's come over and spend the whole weekend recording songs. So we write these great, heartfelt, 
songs. A song called Dig In. I'm really proud of that one. It's just like a good acoustic, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's good. Love song of Love's, sorts. Yeah, they like a love song. But then we'd get silly and, and sing a song called My Goldfish is Dead, you know? It's actually called My Goldfish Dead. And then what, what sells, you know? Not the love song, the dead goldfish song, though. That That's our most popular song <laughs> so it's like so it's like you're out there everybody's like oh you know you might be spamming you're creating a bunch of shit songs yes. but it's the ones that are like names repeated over and over again the only ones that ones. <laughs> and, and the poop songs are like your top-notch one yeah i mean they're my most popular and i'm putting some you know i'm putting enough effort into them but um, no one's buy- no one's interested in the the straightforward songs if you want to make it with straightforward music you have to like what does Taylor Swift do? She just like inundates the world with her new album. She just like force feeds it to everybody until you just snap one day and you're just like, you know, shake it off. You know, you just can't help it. You just suddenly love that song. So I don't have um the ability to to, to do that. So I just gotta find you know, do all this wacky stuff to to get noticed and and slowly but surely I'm I'm leading people to um the the quote unquote better songs. So you're not, yeah, you're not doing the Taylor Swift strategy. This is not her strategy. You're not like blacking out your like Twitter, making huge announcements about new songs coming out. It's like, I feel a little rage when they're like, ooh, a new album from Taylor, you know, three years after the last one. I'm like, I've, I've released 37 albums (laughs) since then. Oh my God. (laughs) Are you thinking about like starting some beef? She's, (laughs) she's really good at like starting beef with other artists. Are you going to start beef with somebody? I I, I feel it would be, it would be clear that I'm just trying to leech off her uh, popularity. Not that that stopped me in the past. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) So what is like, do people think you're making like clickbait titles and then writing the songs? Yeah, well, I am also, but <laughs> <laughs> people think that, and that's true. <laughs> but the songs are, but the songs have a certain uh, je ne sais quoi that's quite uh, enjoyable, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, let's let's dive into the je ne sais quoi. Okay. Yeah. What do you, what do you think? What do you think is the like je ne sais quoi of your music? Oh, oh now I'm on the spot. Oh, um, I, I, oh, you know what I like? Um, I like the feeling when you're exposed to a work of art, that feeling that what you, when you say, I can't believe this exists. You know that that feeling? Have you ever seen The Room, Tommy Wiseau's movie, The Room? Oh, the like recorded the, worst movie yeah. ever. Yeah, you're yeah, watching yeah. it and you're just like, oh my God, I can't believe this exists. They, they, they made the entire movie. Oh my God. And so and some of my songs are like the musical equivalent of that. You're just like, wait, why... Why would anyone do this? I don't like. I would think that you listen to some of these songs, it just blows your mind. Like, who would write a song about every contributor to this American life? That's insane. And uh, you would, I would. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is like? Where do you see this going? Like uh, bigger productions, bigger yeah, movies, a hit a million songs. Yeah, I, I mean, I want all those things, but um, I mean, ultimately, if if I can live a middle class life I'm making making music and afford to lose a few thousand dollars every couple of years making a movie uh, that's success to me don't get me wrong of course uh, I'll try out um a million dollars but um but uh here's to you know let's have lower expectations should a song make you enough money that you can live have multiple houses uh, across the country i don't know it's just a song you know I'm super happy. If I get no better than this, this is so good. If, 
like hypothetically, let's say like Interscope Records rolls up on you, knocks yeah. on the door, and is yeah. like contract. You want to work for us? <laughs> would you Would you be interested in that, or you try to keep independent? I, I mean, I don't even know what are they going to do. I don't know what they're going to do for me. Yet. You know, like like what? What, what you want to release the, this American Life album? I don't think that's going to work. So I don't know. You know, I don't. I, I wouldn't close the door. Interscope. Uh, my number is six zero three six four four zero zero four eight. But um, you know, I'll talk. I'll hear what they have to say. And you just gave out your real phone number, yeah. correct? Which is in hundreds of songs. Yeah, I sing, yeah. yeah, I actually sing the number in, in countless songs. And do you get a lot of people calling you? Yes, yeah. Do, they, are they wondering if it's real? Do they yeah. just want to talk? It's always, I say hello, and then it's, you hear silence, maybe some giggling in the background. And uh, I have to be like, hello, hello. And they say, who is this? And I say, did you hear my number in a song? And they're like, oh my God, it's him. It's really him. And then everyone starts laughing. So yeah, I'm like a lot of like uh, teenagers. Friday night uh, activities is to call the <laughs> call the weird guy who sings his phone number. It's great. I'm watching a movie with my wife. I have to pause it. I'm like, sorry, I got some fans calling. You know? So you take all the calls oh, that come yeah. in. She makes me turn it off when we go to bed. But I would totally. Otherwise, I would keep the phone on and answer at three in the morning, just to yeah. talk to who's ever looking to get in touch with you. Yeah, talk, just you know, shock them that I answered, you know, and then be like, "Hey, uh, check out the official Moturn Media playlist on Spotify. It's great. <laughs> it's it's rarely more than one a day. You know, weekends are a little more busy, but I love it. It's fantastic. And and. I don't, you know, what's the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen is I get so many phone calls, I need to get another phone. And if I'm getting that many phone calls, I'm probably earning uh, a good amount of money, you know? So phone calls are a good barometer of how you're doing. I think so. Yeah, I think so. They keep on, they keep on growing. So I want to talk a little bit about Spotify, iTunes, streaming services, things like that. Are you dependent on those services for this model of music to work? Uh, yeah, yeah. If they went away, I don't, but something would replace them, of course. I mean, frankly, I was making more money when it was just MP3s versus streaming. Even with more songs now than I had, say, three or four years ago, I'm making, I'm making less money. You know, it was going up through until streaming happened. Then it's, then it went down. Now it's going up again a little bit, but I'm okay with that too, because I think music was overpriced prior to streaming, you know? So you're not, with Taylor Swift on this issue no. of like I, streaming yeah. services are ruining musicians. No, no. Okay. Artists who lament the death of the music industry are lamenting like what the 1990s when you could put out, you put out one hit song. Okay. And you put it on a CD with 12 other songs. We don't even get to listen to them in many cases. We're just like, I like that one hit song. If I want it, I have to buy the CD for anywhere from 10 to $20. That's crazy. That's terrible. So I think the music industry was was ripping people off from its inception until a few years ago. Now, for $10 a month, you can stream anything. That's perfect. I used to spend so much more than $10 a month on CDs. You know, I would go to the records. I would spend $50 a month on on CDs and I'd only get to listen to those. And so many of them, I only listened a couple times because they were bad. You know? People are very short-sighted. The, the Spotify rewards good songs. If you make a song that's good enough that people listen a lot, you'll actually earn more from that song than you would 
from just a, a 99 cent download, you know, over the course of, of years, you know, per person. Say you write a song that's really good in, in, in 2008, someone downloads it for 99 cents. That's it. That's all you're going to get. And you're, you end up getting like 60, 65 of those 99 cents versus say you write a song that someone listens to, you know, 50 times a year for the next 10 years. I can do the math real quick, but uh, so 500, let's hope my numbers are right, 500 times approximately half a penny. Boom, you earn $2.50 off that track over the course of a decade. So you went from 65 cents... To 250 To 250 It just took 10 years. Just took a while. Yeah, but st- I, don't, I don't know. I, I think that's fair. I think it's fair. I, I side with the, the, the consumer because, you know, I feel like I'm still one, you know? Yeah, because I don't know. I feel like everybody's like, I just can't make music on these streaming services. It's just yeah. not worth it. And it seems like those are also really rich people who are saying that. Oh my God. Yeah. I saw an interview. I read an interview with um, Van Dyke Parks. He he was the lyricist with the, the Beach Boys for one of their albums. His article began in 1972. I wrote lyrics for a Ringo Starr song and it earned me enough uh, to build a pool in my backyard. And it went on to talk about how terrible life is because of streaming. And it's like, you wrote one little song and it got you a pool? That's ridiculous. You did you were so grossly overpaid and so incredibly lucky. Stop whining. Oh my god. This is ridiculous. They would have to work so long to your point of like time on a song versus like payout to yeah. it. They would have to work for like at least a year yeah. on one song lyrics. Yeah. To make enough money to justify a pool. Oh, I know. Yeah. You're, were you slaving away uh, 40 hours a week on that one song? I don't think so. You just went da-da-da-da-da. Just write some words. It doesn't even matter. Most people listen to songs and don't even know what the songs are about. And do you think other people are starting to do what you're doing? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I don't want to get too much on my high horse, but it's like after a week, most people would quit because they'd be like, this is crazy. Because <laughs> they're just saying the same <laughs> name over and over again. Either I'm saying the same name over and over again, or I'm, I'm writing, you know, I just wrote a song about an ostrich, and now I'm going to do a song about a fox, and this is insane. And, you know, I, again, forgive me for bragging, but it's like most people would be burned out uh, really quickly coming up with uh, lyrics or melodies and just start watching TV. So, um, And the pay's not that great, you know. $20,000 a year is what I'm bringing in from all these streaming sites, which is great and amazing, but I mean, it's not, it's not, yeah, it's, you're, you're it's like waking barely up minimum eight, wage. Yeah, you're yeah. like waking up at 8 a.m. and just charting out songs yes. all day. Yeah, but because of these songs, I've gotten a bunch of custom song orders, which I make even more money off that, you know, so that's big. So what are some of the custom songs you've done? Luckily, Reply All, those guys, um will use me every once in a while. And so that's like a free ad for me every time they use my song. It's great. They're like, do you want us to pay you? I was like, no, just say my name again. And then the next week I get 40 uh, custom song requests. Uh, and they're, they're usually birthday songs, anniversary songs, wedding songs. Any particular favorites that stand out to you? Um, uh, There's a guy who was put into a um, medically induced coma for two weeks, and uh, his friends had me write a song welcoming him back from it and telling him what had happened in the world over the last two weeks. <laughs> which, which, out of curiosity, which two weeks were those? Do you remember? It was the, the week that LeBron James went back to the Cavs. Uh, 
So that would be like July of uh, 2014-ish or 30. I don't even one of those. Yeah, July of 2014, I think. Yeah. So that was a big topic of the song. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I ended up talking to him. He, he confessed he's not a sports fan. I was like, ah, oh, oh well. <laughs> That's fun. Then there's weird, um, other funny thing. Uh, sport, like um, amateur sports teams, not even amateur, just like teams that like the rec team in the town, they, they want their own anthem, you know? So I'll write an anthem about the team. In the custom songs, like anthems party songs dance songs is there a favorite for you to write um i like it if it's super silly that's easy when i'm trying to do the mix of some jokes but some sentiment that's a little tougher but also super serious is easier too so like if i have to do just a a love song for someone's fifth wedding anniversary you know it's like all right tell me tell me the history of your uh relationship and i'll i'll make a song out of it i feel comfortable doing that it's daunting at times, you know. I hear him putting this this couple's relationship to music. It's a, a, a big responsibility, but people seem to like it. Last year, I did six hundred of them, you know, and I, I don't count that towards my song total either. So the song total is even so, higher. Wait, what? The, our song total? You were at like eight, what is it? Eighteen seven twenty eight. You could be over twenty thousand yeah. songs by now. Yeah. Yeah. How how do you? keep the creativity going um well it's like um i i you know i think it's like running a marathon um if you know if you just try to run a marathon you might not finish it but um if you run for a few weeks 10 miles and so on then before you know it a marathon you don't even think twice about it um likewise creative energy it takes you a day to write, write one song and you're exhausted and then three weeks later, you're writing three songs in a day, and you're a little bit less tired, and then and on and on. I think. I don't know. Have That's you ever hit a period of, like, burnout? Yeah, I hit lots of periods where I'm not feeling it, but then I just continue to write anyway. It works for me. It works for me. Um, that's my how I deal with writer's block or anything else. Just keep writing. As I'm writing, I'm like, this stinks. I don't even like this. But I do it, and I finish it because I think it's a bad habit. The habit of not finishing something yeah. is very um, can really snowball to the point where you have tons of half finished work. So, I'm, I'm man, I hate this song. Let me let me repeat the chorus a few more times anyway, and then fade out, and then move on. Um, and then you know what's amazing? Then I get like a tweet. Hey, I really loved such and such a song. I'm like, what? I <laughs> that was I thought that was my worst. And the ones I think are great, no one, oftentimes no one's commenting on them. So I'm a bad judge. So just keep writing and, and let the people decide. So I know you're on a quest to make a million dollars through World Motor Day. Yeah. Which just happened. Can you explain what that is? So World Motor Day started where it's, um, I have a playlist with about eight hours of my songs. I think it's like 240 of them. And the goal is to get a million people to listen to it. And, and because of how many songs there are, I'll earn about a dollar for everyone who streams all eight hours. So let's get a million people to stream it. It's not happening. It, this, it's happened three years straight. I'm, it's very slowly growing, you know, but I'm, I get like three to 500 people to do it, which is amazing. Again, I used to drive to the airport to force people to listen. Huge come up at yes. that point. And now in addition to that, we have the World Motern Day Extravaganza, which is a five and a half hour concert here in, in Danvers. 
So it's just like, let's have one day where I really just promote myself so much and, and, and a little build up and how cool would it be if everyone in the world listened to me all day that and I earn great. and I earn a lot of money. Oh, <laughs> what, what, what would you do with your million? Oh, just put it in the bank and continue living like I'm living. Just make more movies. <laughs> you're not getting the pool. You're my not, wife, you're not, you're not putting the pool in the back. You know, my wife wants a pool actually, so I might have to get the pool. Um, <laughs> a pool. for her, a pool. The rest of the money is going into the bank until the next World Motown Day. But I mean, I, mo- all I want to do with money is make more creative stuff. You know, the only th- reason I want money besides you know the basics is. Uh, Oh, good. Now we can have like an explosion scene in the next movie, you know? Stuff is, like that. is that the goal? Like just get a big explosion in at least <laughs> one movie? <laughs> I mean, I don't love explosions necessarily, but yeah, each time we want the movie to be better. I mean, but ultimately, it's like, give me the middle class life. If I can have middle class life making music, uh, I won. Anything else is gravy. If I get it, I'll be incredibly lucky, and I, I hope I don't turn into one of these head in the cloud superstars who um who drive me nuts well i hope you're not soon making millions and then writing articles about how spotify's <laughs> fucking you over <laughs> i i highly doubt it but hey i'll give it a try yeah i'll take the millions and see what happens yeah so let's get that's a million so we can see how this how this works out Thanks. and a pool thank you <laughs> Matt, just want to say thank you so much for being on the show. Really appreciate you taking the time today. It was awesome talking to you. I had a blast. Thank you. Yellow, this is Sam again. If this is the first time you've heard the show, please subscribe. I'm not about to get fired, but it's definitely on the table if people aren't listening. I also want to read you a review we got that I've been thinking about. Quote, I love this podcast. Truly fun and fascinating. People are so creative. The thing is, the user who sent us this goes by Tiger Racing. And I have so many questions. Tiger Racing? Do you use tigers to race? Do you race tigers? Are you faster than a tiger? Is it something else? If you are a tiger racer or you know someone else with a weird job, please, please send me an email at hello at weirdworkpodcast.com. You might even end up on the show. All right. Finally, I'm going to play us out with a song that Matt wrote just for this interview. Enjoy, and see you next week. I love talking about myself. So when Sam came over... And he wanted to talk to me I was like, yeah, of course I will And we sat in the basement And talked about me for Not as long as I wanted to But I'll take it Yeah, I'll take it Weird work Is something that I do Weird work is something that I want to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. 
Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.